ago, I stepped out of his studio at 2 a.m. and sipped a warm glass of champagne out of a plastic cup. (laughs) And it tasted freaking fabulous because I had just finished the shoot on a very special project, my very first short film, which I had written, directed, and produced myself. It was my first little short film baby, and I was freaking stoked. But then, after editing and sound composing and color grading, nothing happened. (laughs) Because I did not know what to do next. I didn't know how to get the film out there. I didn't know how to get it seen. I didn't know how to make it mean something for the forward momentum of my career. I was clueless. I was honestly just in over my head. And this was my film school thesis. This was a project that I made, you know, in a structured environment. So I felt like, okay, it's such a no brainer. So easy. I can do this. I can make this film. And I did. I made the film. But what film school didn't really set me up for was what comes later, what comes next, what comes after, how to actually capitalize on the work, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into the filmmaking. And I felt like, oh, I don't know. This is maybe this isn't very good. Maybe I don't know what to do with it. Or like it really feels overwhelming to figure out how to do the festival thing. And maybe this isn't good enough for festivals. So it totally fizzled out. It actually took me three years before I ever showed it publicly somewhere. So scooting forward six years ago, I wrote, directed and edited and produced my second short film. And this time I was like, I'm definitely going to make some moves on this project this time. Like, I know I want to get this into bum ba bum ba bum one festival. <laughs> I literally had the goal of getting it into one particular festival in Australia. It's our largest short film festival. It's like hundreds of thousands of people watch it. It's live. It's really an incredible night out and it's called Trop Fest. And I just was like tunnel vision. Like I was creating the film for that one festival and I had my heart set on it, my eyes set on it. That's the only thing I wanted to do with the film. Like, you know, at the time I understand, I mean, I completely understand what I was thinking about and going for, but my gosh, dream bigger girl. Like (laughs) you can get into more than one festival. So I had crowdfunded for this project. This was the first time I ever did a crowdfunding campaign. Oh my God, was I completely nervous to do this. I was like, okay, we're going to crowdfund. I basically copied someone else's crowdfund campaign that I knew and liked. I was like, okay, I'll just do it. I'll just like do what they did and basically used their campaign as some kind of blueprint, which by the way, isn't really at all what you should do. Now I know that. But at the time I was like, I'm just making it up as I go. And I didn't know how to find help and ask for help. I made the following mistakes with my crowdfund campaign. (laughs) So many mistakes. I don't even think these are all of the mistakes I made, but these are some of them. I set the goal way too low. So I did not know how much I actually needed to make the film. I didn't know how to calculate that. I didn't know what that even looked like. I didn't believe anyone was actually going to donate. I really was like, this is so humiliating and embarrassing. and I'm scared and I don't want to do like I just had really I had a lot of limiting beliefs around it. I launched the campaign publicly at zero dollars, which is a major no-no. And this is something that we talk about 
in Crowdfrontier. This is where I, I, I talk about it as the three-phase launch formula. That's my fancy title for the way that I have you launch your um, campaign. It's really important. If only I knew then what I know now about the importance of like how to soft launch something and build anticipation and excitement around the project. Oh, but alas, I launched it at zero dollars and uh, and that was a big mistake. And I also gave time and cost consuming donor incentives away. Oh boy, so silly. I was I was promising like things that I would be required to mail and to make myself and to put a lot of time and energy and things that cost money. And, you know, every single dollar counts when it comes to indie filmmaking. It's all got to go on that screen. So another big mistake. And I also had no clue how to use the campaign as a marketing tool to get into festivals. <sighs> I want you to be able to do this. This is something that's really important. Crowdfunding. And I've how many, how many times can I speak? I mean, I'll say this to the end of time. It's so smart to use a crowdfunding campaign in order to build excitement and build a reputation for yourself and build festival connections and festival buzz before the film is even shot. Yes, you can do that. It's actually not very hard at all. It just requires the strategy and a few action items. And so this is absolutely a thing that you should be doing. And it took me this, you know, long stretch of time to really make all these mistakes, figure out what I was doing wrong, understand how to do things better and come to be building this like course that I built a couple years ago called Crowdfund Hero, which has been amazing. Like, you know, my clients are, are killing it. And it's like, I, I always say it's the only course. A client of mine, April, was like, you have to tell everyone that this is like the only f- filmmaking course ever that you can buy that will like make your money back 10 times over because that's what all of my clients have. They're like, oh, I paid this like, I paid like what, $500 for this course. And, and now it's, you know, now I've gotten back at least 10, 20,000. Like, it's just crazy how people... Anyway, just give yourself the gift of investing in the right support, whether it's with me or someone else, because, like, it's really important that you don't just keep spinning your wheels. But I digress. Fast forward to last year, I'm, like, really scooting through my whole sort of filmmaker journey here. Last year, I had a film of mine circulate some of the world's top genre film festivals, alongside world premieres of Smile and The Menu, sharing rooms with people like Tim Burton and Bill Murray and Jamie Lee Curtis. I had my premiere at an Oscar qualifying film festival where I met Sundance Managing Director of Producing and later invited her onto my podcast. You've probably heard that episode. And if you haven't, you should definitely listen to the episode with Lauren Luco. She's such a delight and has a, a lot of wisdom to go into with getting your like getting seen for the Sundance labs and talking about, you know, how, how the whole sort of Sundance thing works. Really interesting episode. So go and check that out if you haven't heard it. And I also landed meetings with lit rep and actual studio executives asking me, Hey Izzy, what's next? I liked your film. Um, and you know, by the time the premiere even happened, I'd already gotten the film featured in magazines and press outlets. So I knew how to make the film like, create a hype around it like I knew how to get it out into the world but it took me what nine years to figure that out (laughs) which is so funny because like this is all stuff I could have really been doing nine years ago and I had some great success early on in my filmmaking career 
some some of the things I I was very intentional about, like the Tropfest, you know, scenario, I knew I really wanted to get into that festival. But that was like, I think like three or four thousand people submit to that festival and only 12 get in. So it was really competitive. And at the time I was like, there's no other option. That's just what I have to do. And I'm I mean, I'm just like floored when I think about it that I got in and that's so awesome. But I wish I wasn't flying by the seat of my pants. Like we can actually do a little bit more to um, not like guarantee. I mean, there's no guarantee ever, but create a a situation where success is in some way, shape or form quite inevitable. And it does relate to the actions that you take through the filmmaking process. I see a lot of creatives, they get really stuck. They get really stagnant with their projects because they're like, well, this is too hard and who's going to see it anyway? And I don't really know what to do with it. And how am I going to get into festivals? And so it's just too hard. I'm going to finish that script, leave it on my laptop and not be able to do anything with it. And I just don't want that for you. I really want you to be able to get your stories out there because you're here, you're listening to this because you know you want this, you know, you're ready for more, you know, you're ready to make those films and have people see them and have people DM you and be like, holy fuck, you changed my life. I loved that film that you made. It made me feel so seen and validated. And it's always circling back to the films that you also at some point in your life probably really needed, whether it's to escape or laugh or cry or, you know, feel like you're seeing yourself represented accurately on the screen, which for many of my clients is such a big reason that they come and work with me because they're like, I'm just sick of seeing a, a caricatured version of who I am or my culture or my background. Like I need to have my, like, I need to throw my hat in the ring and, and be really real. Not that every story has to be like the be all and end all for that particular culture at all. But the point is the more that we get these stories diversified, the more empathetic we become as an, as a whole society, the better our stories get, the more nuanced we can be as an audience and as creators with the work that we understand with the people that we understand just gets better. Like life just gets freaking better. Let's all be so (laughs) real about that. And I mean, I can go on a diatribe all the live long day about why you got to make your own work. But I will just say for me, I mean, please, like, please don't be like me. (laughs) Please don't be like me waiting and basically an entire decade to truly get how to make an impact with your work. I see so many incredible creatives get stuck in their projects from something that people love to call imposter syndrome. I want to talk about imposter syndrome. I've pulled this clip from a coaching call I had with uh, my group mentorship. I wanted to share this with you because so many of my clients and the creatives that I see in the world, they, they get stuck purely because they feel like they're not worthy of the project or they don't have the confidence or they don't have the skills or they don't know how to show up in the room and own themselves and be able to make the executive decision or lead a team or, you know, there are so many ways that we can feel like, oh my gosh, that room isn't for me or I don't know how to navigate it. And if you're someone who finds yourself centering on this word or this phrase, imposter syndrome, this is for you. Have a listen. I'll pop it in here and I'll be right back. Yeah. And the truth is that you have done the work to make this easy for yourself. You're literally in a program that gives you all of the answers that you need. You're you're in a program where your hand is held through this, through this process. And so this is also about you trusting that you've, you've got yourself like, 
you've got, you're surrounded by people who are ready to support you. You're surrounded by the answers that you need and they will come when they need to come. You don't need to know it already yet. They will come through the process. The only way that I was able, like I said this on a, on a panel on Sunday, it was like, how do I, I don't, how do I have the confidence to make a film? I haven't made a film before. How do you have the confidence? You make a film and then you have the confidence, but it doesn't come before that. It will never come. Imposter syndrome is a very uniquely female phenomenon that uh, I believe is actually a tool. I'm such a this is such a conspiracy theory, but I believe that it is a tool that has been introduced to give us language around something to create. Like our words are so powerful. Words mean everything, right? So when we have the language for it, we suddenly identify with it. What if we never knew what imposter syndrome was? What if we deleted that from our, vo our vocabulary? And what if instead it was replaced with, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to, to soon know, right? Fuck imposter syndrome. It doesn't, it doesn't help anyone to say it, to know it, to feel it, to identify with it, to move into it, to live in it. Fuck all that shit. Let's move out of it. And let's say all it is, is I just don't know yet. And I'm choosing to know soon. I'm giving myself the opportunity to now know when I need to know what I need to know. Okay, I need to know crowdfunding at some point. So I know that I'm going to go through Izzy's Crowdfund Hero course that I've already got access to and learn that process. Hell yeah. And that's a, a story for another day because today what we're focusing on is getting clarity and talking about what you're curious about. So don't worry about all of the other stuff that you, we need to do, the learning to direct. By the way, directing is just giving yourself the opportunity to work with a team and letting everyone else work to their best capacity and use their creative voice. It's not about you knowing everything and being able to direct. Like it's about, it's about, being a part of a team right and so you can do that you've done that before a million times you know what you're doing it's not you're you've also come from an acting background you know what the hell you're doing in that space you have all of the information all of the knowledge all of the skills right the hell now for you to do exactly what you want to do so you are not an imposter you're right exactly where you're supposed to be i hope that resonated with you i hope that gave you a little boost i just feel like I don't want you to be like me where I got so stagnant and it took me a really long time to truly get how to make an impact on my career with that film I've made, right? So many creatives don't last a decade. You're probably sitting there thinking, well, yeah, I do want to make my film and I am, you know, moving forward and I do really want this. And I, I, I hope that's the case for you. And if it's not, and you're checking in with yourself going, yeah, I have been stagnant or I haven't been prioritizing it. Don't kick yourself down like too much because a lot of the time we, we don't prioritize things when we don't have clarity. We can't really take action when we don't know what the action is. So I want you to be able to make a real impact this year with your film career. And yes, I'm saying this year and I'm recording this in October. This year, my friend, like, you, you know, you can still, there are still like many, three months, <laughs> three months or so left of the year and there's time and there every single day counts because, you know, honestly, creatives don't always last that long. You know, it's really easy because life happens. It's really easy for things to crop up and, um, you know, we want families and we have life responsibilities and we've got bills to pay and you know, it's a life, life 
continues to life at us, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to see any more creatives quit because I really do know and I've seen the evidence of it every single day of my life as me, as someone who has you know, friends and collaborators in this industry, but also as me as a coach that sees my clients go, wow, it's starting to work. I'm having clients that I've been working with, you know, for six months to a year and they're starting to get paid offers on bigger productions. They're getting put on set. They're producing major, you know, motion pictures, indie films usually. And some are going on to do like line producing on um, major motion pictures. And I've had people go and AD on big productions and Star Wars. And like, there are so many different things that people are now working on and creating a living that can be your reality too. It just takes some, you know, finessing and maybe that is your reality. And if so, high five, that's awesome. And beyond that, really the whole point of this is to create a life that feels free. That feels like a sense of freedom So many creatives don't last as long as the hard slog I've put myself through over the past decade. People give up and we really do need you to tell your stories. Please get your shit out into the world. This is why I've bundled every single film training I've ever built into one breakthrough course. This is writing, directing, producing, funding, building hype, getting into film festivals, getting connections, getting yourself press, you name it, it's freaking inside of my script to screen accelerator. I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this course. This has helped my clients have prestigious film premieres. They've landed game-changing rep. They've won major festival awards, traveled the world for their work, gotten into writer's rooms, directed big projects, gone on to make their next film and the one after that, get things funded and filmed and celebrated, get being booked and busy and freaking paid for their work. This also includes the bonus course of Crowdfund Hero. So you get that in it. You're going to get your films funded. I've helped raise over $100,000 for my clients' films. Script to screen is the literal difference between a profound sense of certainty and confidence in yourself and the deafening sound of crickets when it comes to the next stage of your career. So I hope you don't be like me. (laughs) Be better. I've totally got you, your talent, your time. It's really worth it. And thinking, you know, <laughs> I I lovingly look back and think that that girl thought she could do every single thing on her own, or I should say she thought she had to. I really thought I had to do all of this stuff on my own. I had to figure it out on my own, but it was such a waste of my time and my energy and my money, honestly, as well. And I'm now someone who reaches out for help and I have coaches and I have mentors and I have people in my corner helping me because we can't do this shit alone. We need a community. We need collaborators and you so deserve that. So I'm so excited to welcome you into Script to Screen and see you inside the course. We've had people signing up all week and it's been very exciting. I cannot wait to help those people and you make your films. So get in there. And by the way... The cart is closing in within 24 hours of this podcast episode airing. And so if you go to the link and you're like, oh no, it's not enrolling right now, we will open the doors at some point again. Don't worry, but add yourself to the wait list and you will absolutely get a juicy little pre-sale option when we do. But if you're like listening to this today on the day that we're releasing it, get your butt in the course if you know that this is for you. I'm so excited to help you. Okay, I'm sending you a big 
giant freaking hug. Regardless of what you choose, do the thing that's right for you, but take that step forward, get your stories out there, get your shit seen and heard, take those next steps. It's so important. I absolutely love you. I think you're a badass and I'll see you soon. Bye.